0: Alright, thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. I'm Mike as always with me. I've got Dustin. How are you doing, Dustin? Hey, I'm doing great. And uh David, aka Double D, how are you, bud? Hey Mike, I'm doing pretty good. Hey David. Hey Dustin. <laughs> so, uh to celebrate the Punisher TV show, we are doing something we haven't done before. We are gonna be covering Punisher in media, but this will be the first TV show that we've covered. Uh In its entirety, we watched the entire season, or I guess first season, of The Punisher. We watched the 1989 Dolph Lundgren version of The Punisher, which is Hell an Australian movie. Yeah. We watched the 2004 movie starring Thomas Jane and John Travolta. And we watched the 2008 reboot starring Ray Stevenson. And yeah, we watched a, lot, a, of, lot, a lot, lot, of lot of Punisher. There's a whole lot of Punisher. Yeah. Uh, I, we watched 20 of, hours of those Punisher. Those
1: in in two days. That was, that was a lot of Punisher, man.
0: Yeah, see, I broke it up. Over Did you feel two
1: like you'd weeks. been punished? Um, at at points. Well,
2: I just <laughs> want to make
0: sure we're all on the same page that it is not vengeance. It's not vengeance. It's, it's punishment. punishment. <laughs> um, the one thing I do gotta say is for Double D and myself, we are in the busiest time of the year for our work, and between the horror and just hell at work these last two weeks, and watching twenty hours of violence. I didn't kill anybody, so I think that maybe violence doesn't make people angry. I
2: think maybe you don't have the backbone it takes
1: to do what needs to be done.
2: (laughs) I think you're a half
0: measure. (laughs) I think you're one bad
2: day away from being me. I mean,
1: uh, I definitely saw a lot of shotguns to the face in the last couple days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think what I will
2: say right now, having watched all of this, is uh, kudos to John Bernthal. He is the best Punisher on screen.
0: I, I agree. I think each... I think just like in when we did the Judge Dredd, we decided that both movies kind of accurately did Judge Dredd in a different way. Like, they both had their merits. And I do think that each of these four portrayals have their pros and cons, and they each have their merits. So... I'm really excited to kind of just, like, dig in and just go. So how do you guys want to start? You want to start with the TV show or you want to go no, chronologically? Let's do
2: chron- chronologically. We'll go All right. So start with
0: Dolph O'Grean. So, uh, so, Dustin, do you have say, any IMDb stuff for this?
2: Uh, I can pull it up for us real quick here. But I would like to just say I think that the reason – the so the biggest uh, pro, I guess, for Dolph is the dude looks the part.
0: The dude he looks does. like the
2: comic book come to life, right? I
0: think the two best looking ones are gonna be Dolph and John Barenthal. But there, I went and looked at you know Punisher comic books and stuff, and I saw three different artists that kind of looked like Dolph Lundgren. Um, so yeah, I think you're definitely right. He definitely looks the part, and he's I big mean, and scary.
2: What's bizarre though scary. is he looks the part without having the skull. Like the icon is absent, the skull entirely, right? Like. He looks like
1: he part. is the Punisher. He owns the role.
2: Well, I think it just it's the physique, dude. It comes down to the physique. I
0: th- I think the other thing and we'll we'll get into it in a little bit, but just this movie starts with him being the Punisher for 5 years already. So he's already Yeah, he's been in... killing
2: hella fools. Like don't yeah, they he's... say something like 125 they say something along people
0: the point, like uh what do you call 132 bodies and he goes <laughs> A work in progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All
2: right, I got the storyline. Right? Are, you, are voice. you ready? Was that you, pretty good?
1: That was, that was actually
0: pretty. That
2: good. was good. Well, he sounds like he has a cold throughout the entire movie, mainly because he lives in the sewer, I guess, and he's fucking <laughs> sick all the <laughs> he time. He also,
0: at a point, burns like cauterizes a wound that he did not clean with a knife that he just put in the flame, and then he's in the sewer, so he's probably a little septic. Yeah, well, I mean, and also, is he making these knives? Like, <laughs> He's whatever, be. whatever.
2: Hang on, hang on, we got, I got the storyline all right. All right uh, based go. on the Marvel comic, Dolph Lundgren is Frank Castle, an ex-cop who lives in the sewers and acts as judge, jury, and executioner to the city's criminals in retaliation for the unpunished murders of his wife and kids. Frank's ex-partner, Jake, played by Louis Gossett Jr finally catches up with the vigilante as he tries to stop the Japanese mob, which is trying to take over the city's mafia operation. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, accurate. it's yeah. pretty succinct, yeah, pretty,
0: but... pretty accurate. Hit all the beats. Yeah. Good job.
2: So, what's cool, I, what I like about this pun, I like that he lives in the sewers. I like that he's got an awesome motorcycle that seems to be able to take him anywhere in the city. <laughs> like it's perfect he, for the sewers. <laughs> like He's able to get any as long as the building he's going to has really pipes of any kind (laughs) he's able to materialize there in moments which is pretty useful i mean if this is supposed to be new york city i do fear for whatever ninja turtles
1: happen to live in these (laughs) these definitely definitely fought alligators down there too
0: so yeah this is supposed to take place in new york city but it was filmed entirely in australia uh when they did like that scene in coney island they had to like make a fake one like a fake coney island like booth outside of uh the sydney opera house um, but this movie never made it to theaters. It went to like VHS, and that's the first time that people in America saw it. And it didn't have a strong start here. like People were really upset that he didn't have that iconic skull. Um, mm. But he did have skull knives, which were
1: interesting. Which were awesome. He did. <laughs> which were
0: really He was cool. really good at throwing those things.
2: He was great at throwing them. He was probably great at making them. I feel like they have to be custom made. In
0: the sewer. In the, in in the low sewer. Light.
2: <laughs> but no, no, no. So what, what I did like about it, which... You know, it seems a little strange, I guess, but I feel like this iteration of Frank Castle was the most from the movies at least, psychologically disturbed.
0: No, I would from the movies. Uh from yeah, the movies. I, I would agree. From with the that. movies, yeah, not yeah, from the show. I would agree like, with for, that.
2: From the movies. Like I mean, he's sitting there like naked in the sewer asking God. If he is the vengeance that is supposed to be loosed upon the world.
0: Yeah, he's sitting naked, praying, glistening. Yeah. And he's
2: Looking amazing. (laughs) Looking
0: fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) No, like in that last scene, it closes with like a weird like zoom shot through all the tunnels, almost like Evil Dead style through the forest. And they just hear him like, I still talk to God. I need to believe that what I'm doing is right, and I'm asking for permission. Yeah, they need to. The guilty must be punished, and yeah, that's like, the end.
1: He is a mess. Of
0: yeah, a human I agree. being.
1: Yeah, um, out of the movies, he's he's definitely the most. And I disturbed, feel like uh, I don't know. Trade, I guess.
2: Yeah, and like that's that's the Punisher, dude. Like, at least to me, and what I accepted from you know the comics that I read when I was younger, was like the Punisher should not be like Batman with guns. Or, you know, like, he's he's crazy. He's, he's, a, he's a damaged human.
0: Well, the other thing that's interesting about this portrayal is this is the only one that's really heroic. The other ones are just, you know, the Thomas Jane one we'll get into, it's strictly a revenge story. Even though he says it isn't, it is. This one, he's going and doing his revenge and he's going and killing all these different mafia people. But he goes out of his way to save the children yeah. of of he the didn't mob. to it first. He, well, he didn't want to, but he realized it was the right thing to do that they well, were technically innocent. Well, he realized it was innocent. kind of his fault. Yeah, and so that's what it is. So he's got this, like, crony guy who's like, uh, used to be an actor, but now he's like a hobo. And he's like, <laughs> the reason that this happened was that you killed so many mobsters that the mob is so weak that the Yakuza was able to come here and basically take, take over. Him out. So this is your yeah. fault, so you need to fucking fix this, brah. <laughs> and Bra. yeah, it made sense, <laughs> brah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but it, you know i honestly like the the main thing that i had an issue with this movie is i would say it's the punisher in name only because even though they called him the punisher this really could have been any just like cop for revenge it could just been they could have taken away his uh revenge story and it could have been he did the same amount of mayhem as you know um Riggs and Murtaugh in lethal weapon you know the same kind of damage that Arnold Schwarzenegger would do in Commando. Like it was very much a generic eighties movie, and they could have just dropped like any cop in there. It didn't even have to be a revenge story. Like there were definitely. So
1: what you're saying is it could have been Bruce Willis. <laughs> it could have
0: been yeah. It could have been a Die Hard movie. Like Bruce Willis. Oh, did man, if just got as Bruce much to stuff.
1: To be a Punisher, fuck.
0: Well, there kind of are. There's a movie, the remake of um, Death Wish, is coming out like this month, and it's basically a revenge Punisher style story with Bruce Willis. So kind of, Um but yeah, this one could have really just been a generic eighties action movie. It could have been an Arnold Schwarzenegger. It could have been a Stallone as just a cop Ugh. doing their job. I guess so, for,
2: for me, like, um, cause I'm a little bit older, like this was that, but yeah, that's, it was, that's what awesome. I'm saying.
0: It was it was a fun movie. Like I actually really liked like the it's opening scene.
2: It's an 80s movie through and through. It
0: feels like oh, totally. a video game. totally. It totally is. It does. Well the music <laughs> definitely was like 8-bit like Doo, do, do,
1: do, Oh,
2: do, the music rips. Uh, dude. all the ninja fights. Yeah, you, yeah. all the enemies are ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> ninjas first... on slides. <laughs> <laughs> that first scene just, like, when in that room and gun down a bunch of dumb ninjas. There are some pretty good
0: legitimately good action scenes for like the 80s. Like now of course, you know, 80s action fights and early 90s were just, you know, brawls. And now we've gotten to the point where, you know, they're a little bit more sophisticated. But, like, the beginning scene when he's in that mansion and he's finally going after the person yeah. who actually is responsible for killing his family, he, like, sneaks into the house and, like, you know, like, stabs through, one like, guy, the vents drops and a rope down, drops yeah. a rope down and pulls a guy up and hangs him, you know, solid snaking some, some, like, fucking mafia guys. Like, it was cool and like it really is what Punisher is like the Punisher goes into these situations without a plan not really caring if he's gonna live or die he's just oh he goes in to his vengeance
2: exterminate them with extreme prejudice
0: yeah well it's funny in that first (laughs) scene he kills a bunch of dudes right and then like all the news reporters are like already there the house (laughs) explodes and then you just see like the mob guy get thrown out you see him briefly he walks back in and then the house explodes a second time
1: As he walks back in. (laughs) What's cool about
2: like the Frank Castle character is like, the Punisher and Frank Castle like to the media are one and the same. He's not concealing his identity. No, he's not ever, and that's what makes the Punisher kind of cool. Like, this is one man on a mission to murder.
0: And so one man war on crime. Yeah,
2: like he doesn't care. Like his name is out there, and that does not bother him one bit. Like I feel like. You know, like the best iterations of the Punisher, and almost like I guess that's why the Bernthal one is better. Is like the media ascribes the name the Punisher to him. He's Frank. He's Frank Castle. Like you know, and he's got no problem after the media doesn't wear a mask, doesn't do anything. Like he's out there to kill people who have done wrong, and like that—that is what that character is. Whether or not you like the character has no bearing on what that character is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Since we got a lot to cover, I I just wanna I think we should each just say something we like about this movie, and then maybe move on to the next one. I really liked this line when the yakuza you know first comes up, and they're like, "Why should we like respect you?" And she goes, "When your ancestors were shepherds still screwing sheep on the Mediterranean coast, <laughs> ours were the crime lords of Asia." I was like, "Jesus Christ!"
1: I uh I liked Dolph's leather pants.
0: They looked great. <laughs>
1: I really like that he rode through the sewers on his motorcycle all the time. Yeah, I mean,
0: through and through, this movie was just really a generic 80s movie. It rips. Like, it goes, it's a quick, like, 90 minutes. It's 90 Um, minutes,
2: the perfect length for this
0: kind of movie. Yeah, so it goes through. Louis Gossett Jr. is great in this movie. Yeah. he. Let me in, Frank. Let me in. You gotta let me in. His character is very similar to one in The War Zone. Um, one of the other characters in the war zone one with uh, Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Um. All in all, like I said, this movie to me, like I actually own all three Punisher movies, including this one. <laughs> um, I've only seen this one once before, and I hated it the first time. This time around, I was pleasantly surprised, but it really is Punisher name only. It could have just been generic cop, you know. So, that's the only issue I really have with the movie. For me, um, this one but yeah.
2: was like the Punisher movie that I watched when I was little. And I felt like because we were doing the Punisher, it was a good excuse to watch it again. Because it had <laughs> literally been decade, like probably 20 years since I had seen this movie. And I watched it again. And I think I liked it
0: more. Cool. Then well, I'm I glad did you when got I that experience, bud. You're welcome. So, let's move into the 2004 Thomas Jane one. Uh, I loved this movie when I was just, so I worked at the movie theater when this came out. I saw it all the time. I got after watching this movie, I got really into the character. Like I bought the soundtrack to this movie. I got like a like a Punisher belt buckle. I started reading like the Garth Ennis stories. Started punishing uh, people. I started <laughs> poning people. <laughs> I I literally like literally loved this movie. There was a video game that came out short shortly after that uh, Thomas Jane did the voice of and it's a legitimately still a fun game. I played it about a year ago. so this movie got me really into the character and I really really loved the movie. I recognize that it's cheesy and Thomas Jane's not a very good actor. So no. during the last week and a half while watching all this Punisher stuff, uh, Katrina really wanted to watch like a like a scary movie. And I had a friend talk about The Mist. I was like, oh, let's watch The Mist. And he's the lead in that movie too. And he overacts the hell out of that movie and this movie. So, <laughs> And a lot of people loved Thomas Jane. Like People petitioned for him to get the role when Marvel got the rights to the Punisher back. And you know, people really didn't like the Ray Stevenson one initially because people loved Thomas Jane so much. But in retrospect, I'm kind of like, eh.
1: I agree with you. I mean, I was, what, 15 when the... Uh, this one came out in nah, you would have you know, had to know. been like
0: 13 because I was 15 I worked at the it was what, like what, the first year 2000? when I worked at the theater 2004
1: 2004? yeah I was born mm-hmm. in 89 man I was 15 come on
0: you're a liar <laughs>
1: anyway you no mean, an I mean I enjoyed ass it thing. when I was a teenager and uh but no watching it again it was it was it was a drag like everything about it was like slow and not punishy like there's certain things that
0: are great like the um, Dustin do you got you got an IMDB thing yet
1: well, I felt like uh,
2: I'll pull up an IMDb <laughs> right now, but I felt like I had read the Garth Ennis Punisher uh run that kind of inspired this movie. So, I was let down a little bit as well.
0: Yeah, uh, there's certain things that they they take directly from the comics. Like this movie's weird because it takes a lot from the comic books, but then also tries to be realistic and it it toes the line in weird ways where it's like either go comic booky or Go Dark Knight. Well, this was pre-Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, be serious and surreal and be in the real world. And, like, it kind of chose to do neither and chose to do both at the same time. So nobody really got what they wanted. The
2: storyline for this movie goes, "Uh, Special Agent Frank Castle had it all. A loving family, a great life, and an adventurous job. But when his life is taken away from him by a ruthless criminal and his associates, Frank has become reborn. Now serving as judge, jury, and executioner, he's a new kind of vigilante out to wage a one-man war against those who have done him wrong.
0: Which is pretty
2: accurate, but like, I don't know, like the comics made it make a lot more sense. Like, so in this movie he has, like, he moves into that apartment building and has this weird kind of, like, surrogate family, right? With, like, Spacker Dave and the Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Jane. Yeah, like, like... You know, in the comics, he's like, you know, the weird dude. Like, it's like living next door to the Punisher. It's it's a lot scarier. No, it's they. For they them.
0: I I read this this run too, and it's like they're kind of there, and they they they're afraid, like afraid of him. Like he comes home covered in blood, and they're like, what What does this guy do? Like they don't actually know he's the Punisher initially, even in the comic books. Yeah. And so they they're always just like, who is this guy? And they don't want to do, they don't want to interact with him because they're like, he's going to kill us if we go and talk to him. And then eventually, you know, they kind of break him down and like, you know, I know, uh, like they, at
2: and, one point I remember they didn't want to go knock on his door and like one of I forget which character it was like, I don't know, I didn't want to go knock on the door because I didn't know if you were like punishing somebody in there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that's weird about this movie is they took it from New York and put it in Florida. And the Punisher, like, and it works, you know, there's crime in, in Miami, but the Punisher is, like, the mafia, and this is more, like, it's the still cartel. crime and gangs and stuff, but it's not, you know, his normal element, and the big problem that I had this time around with this movie is, it's the origin story of, of the Punisher, yeah. and the reason the Punisher is so crazy is he witnessed his family get murdered, and now the murdering of his family in this movie is like way more intense than it is in the comic books and other versions. Cause it's not just his wife and kids. It's, it's his, entire, his entire, entire extended family <laughs> yeah. and his wife's extended family in the their reunion. Puerto Rican vacation home. But he's, they set it up that his, he hasn't been that great of a father cause has been undercover for at least two years. So he hasn't really seen his family. His family has been moving around. His son's kind of like, Man, Dad, you're kind of a dick. I never see you. <laughs> uh, and then he shows up, and they're having, like, vacations. So he hasn't really been that family man. So it's a little weird when you're like, oh, this makes him completely break his psyche and basically become a non-human, like, sociopath. Yeah. I wish that they spent a little bit more time showing them, like, to be the family man kind of well, thing. Because it, it it's not believable that he went this far uh, to an extreme.
2: And I, th- I felt like this movie glosses over his military service right like he's an fbi FBI agent agent. he's not a marine
0: and they they talk about it when like they've got like the little dossier on him like oh yeah he uh did a couple tours in iraq and it's like doing a couple tours in iraq is not gonna be enough for you to be able to take single-handedly take down the mob yeah he's supposed to be special forces and recon and everything and you don't get that there are other things that I love about this movie, though, like getting the Kevin uh, Kevin Nash to play the Ru- the, the Russian. Russian. <laughs> that was a fantastic fight scene. Yes, like still to this day, I think is one of the best comic book uh, action yeah. scenes, hands down. Then you I also mean, get I, like, his I, I car.
1: It. I couldn't get over his uh his Waldo shirt, though.
0: Well, that's what the Russian wears in the comic book. I
1: know it goes back to what you were saying about towing the line between comics and, and reality, right? But I mean.
0: I don't know. I just couldn't get past it. Yeah, it's kind of goofy. I just felt like it was, the fantastic. movie
2: as a whole was very slow-paced.
0: It was, because yeah. this,
2: this Punisher
0: wasn't one of... Like, the Punisher, to me, is somebody who knows that a crime family is going to be in a particular spot, and he just goes and grabs as many guns as he can carry, and he walks in and systematically kills people. He doesn't walk in with this long plan. He's just going in, and he's going to do as much damage as he can. This one... In one way, it's interesting because it's like a psychological thing, but he starts off like trying to fundamentally destroy the bad guy, Don Travolta's family and his business. So he like gets his wife a parking ticket by taking yeah, a like fire a hydrant and moving it, stuff like that. And then he's also blackmailing his best friend slash like head of security stuff like that so he's playing these long con mind games and that's really not what the punisher was and when this movie first came out i really liked him like oh that's really cool and interesting way to get it but that's not what the punisher is no he's a punisher he's,
1: a no, punisher. he's gonna go in there guns
0: blazing and murder everyone and there's a lot of things in this movie that are very plot driven like oh we need to make the plot happen so you know that scene where they're like t- taking off his, like taking out his family and him and Roy Scheider. Yeah. Are like taking on a bunch of the criminals. Like that's a fantastic scene too. And like I, I felt emotional with like the loss of the family, but it's like I felt more invest. To me, I felt like I was more invested in the family than he was, and that's weird. But yeah, that was really cool. But it's just like they go and shoot him in the chest. They shoot him in the leg, and then they like do the little like ceremony where they put him on the dock. And they cover him gasoline, light it, and he goes flying. But they shoot him in the chest. Why would you not shoot him in the head? Like, you're just asking for this guy not to die, and then they do it again later. Like, they never they the bad guys do a bunch of half measures instead of just making sure this guy is dead, just so we can have a movie. It was a little weird. But there's some good one liners. But yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about on this one?
2: Not really.
0: There's a few little things that are kind of dumb that, like as a kid, I liked. But at the end, like he sets off all the chain reaction of explosions in a parking lot, and it looks like a skull. Skull. Yeah, that um, that's stupid. a little dumb. It's um, <laughs> ridiculous. That's yeah, I thought John time. Travolta was fantastic in this movie, though. I thought he was really fun. He got his his wig game was on point. He was
2: just <laughs> kind of silly. I don't know.
0: I that's John Travolta I didn't
2: really enjoy this movie that much.
0: I didn't enjoy it as much as... I I watch this movie every year. Like, I still like this movie a lot. But, you know, watching this critically for a podcast, I did not enjoy it as much. Like, there's still some good one-liners. Like, and there's a few good characters. Like, Quentin, the head of security dude. I yeah. thought he was, a fan, like, a really cool character. I actually liked the, like, Mrs. Saint. And I liked Mickey, the guy who's kind of uh, the informant for Frank, who's, like, helping him out, take down these guys. I thought there were some interesting concepts and some interesting characters. But yeah, just on the whole, I don't think it was executed 100. percent. Like there were still some great scenes, like the him going through the nightclub at the end, was a really cool scene as well. Yeah, it's just not enough. Like you said, it was slow. Like it is a slow movie. Like
2: I just felt like, like I felt like of all of the Punishers that I watched, uh, John Wick would have the least problem with Thomas Jane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. 100%.
0: I like his I skull the best though. The Punisher skull. I do think this is that that's the best design for that for his like little logo. Sure, sure.
1: But there was a But John Wick
2: would still whip shirt, his
0: ass. Right? Yeah, John Wick would whip his ass. And
2: he wouldn't make such a big fucking deal about it. Like <laughs> it wouldn't be this whole big thing, like, oh I gotta move into this apartment building with all these other people. Like, no, John Wick would just fucking dig up his shit out of his garage and go <laughs> fucking
0: kill all these people. Yeah. It's just weird that he played such a long con kind of thing yeah. instead of... And he makes a point, like, two to three different times in this movie, he makes a point of saying, this isn't revenge, it's not a proper motive, this is punishment. Oh, yeah. It's straight revenge. No. Uh, like, yeah. he doesn't go after anybody other than the people directly responsible for the murder of his family.
2: Yeah. I guess, just to me, like, as far as picking on the this John Wick thing is, like, I think until we got to Burnsall, like John Wick was the Punisher of our generation. Yeah, it's a very similar story. It's a very very similar. Like they killed his wife, they killed his puppy, and stole his car. The only difference was he was in the mob, but he's just better at killing people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's Um. super good at it. (laughs) Like if you were to pit that, like like let's be honest, okay, if you were to pit Thomas Jane Punisher versus. You know, Keanu, John Wick, who's coming out alive? My money's on John Wick. Very short movie. My money's on John Wick. It's a very short movie. It's a very (laughs) short movie resulting in Thomas Jane's ass getting whipped.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, this Punisher doesn't really. So in the beginning scene when his family's getting murdered, he struggles fighting like one or two guys at a time. The only time he does really well against those people is when he shows up at the nightclub and he's got complete Dude, if you know, John Travolta could surprise, have picked
2: up the phone and called John Wick to kill the Punisher, the John movie Wick would have went over.
0: Yeah, John Wick would win. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Rap. So going into Warzone. Warzone is another weird one. Like, it's I, really I weird. saw this in this theaters. This movie was super I weird. I hated it the first time I saw it. Like The first time I watched it, There's elements of it that are fantastic, and there are other elements that are really bad. Like, like visually, I think out of the first three movies, or like I think visually, this one's the most interesting. It's beautifully shot. It's um, composited really good. The composition's good. Like everything is staged really well. Like it is, it looks fantastic. The problem with this movie is the dialogue. Like, I remember what, watching this movie in theaters going, every once in a while you'd start, like, watching it, and, you know, 10, 15 minutes would go by, and you're like, oh, you know what? This movie's not so bad. And then there'd be, like, a really, really cheesy line of dialogue, and, I'm, and it just ripped me out of the movie so many times because the dialogue was so clunky and oh, bad yeah. in this movie.
2: The dialogue was weird. Um, the guy from The Wire, McNulty, whatever, I don't know his real name, but the bad guy, Jigsaw, is what he oh, him. Dominic so, West. The B- yeah. Like he was like a lot more to me, like a Batman villain than a Punisher villain, which was a little so, bit strange. The
0: reason so I have a little bit more respect about this for this movie now than I did when I initially watched it. Um because Lexi Alexander has been very the director of this movie who's actually an Oscar winning director who directed this movie. What um, what did he get an Oscar for? This, for Punisher she, Warzone? What she, did she what did she get it for? Punisher she it Warzone. For, she got it for a like a, a short film Punisher. that she did like five years prior to this movie. Um it was not for was Punisher. For, no, it was not for The Punisher. Oh. She it was prior to The Punisher um that she got her her Academy Award. She kind of the way that they, they kind of blindsided her on this movie and they kind of didn't treat her correctly. So she wanted to cast different people and they like overrode her on casting. And then they pushed the release date to December, which is not a time where these kind of movies tend to do well, at least not back then. It's a summer movie for sure. Yeah. So originally it was supposed to come out in August and be the end of a summer movie. And they were going to like, initially she was like, Oh, we're going to, advertise this as like a comic book movie and then they decided to push it to December and had it premiere in New York and had it had a showing specifically for uh, uh, like critics and she was like wait a second New York critics aren't the people who are like should be we should be debuting this movie to Los Angeles maybe but not New York so she wanted to like write have like a one-page sheet with like screenshots of comic books showing like where she got some of the scenes from and Lionsgate <laughs> refused to do that. So this movie, like her career got like ruined by this movie because people were like, she's terrible. It's torture porn and, you know, graphic. And she's like a sicko, even though she took all the major action beats, like scene for scene from the comic books. Like she set out, like when they slashed her budget, she was like, I'm just going to make this like a B movie on purpose. So when I found out that she made the movie to be super corny and over the top, like she set it out to be comically, over the top and that yeah, i have a little bit more respect that. for the movie when i found out it was kind of done on purpose
2: i yeah i guess i do and i don't i mean a lot of it so that reminds me there's a calvin and Hobbes comic I, i'm sure everyone's familiar with calvin and Hobbes, right and yeah. there's one of the comic strips where he's he's literally reading a comic book and it goes, there's a character, like, it. the comic book is largely making light of, like, this, like, dark 80s period in comics, right? Where everybody was dark and gritty, you know, like, Frank Miller was at his heyday and stuff. And it's, like, uh, there's, like, a Batman-esque character illustrated by Bill Watterson who's, like, fighting this woman who, like you know he's like fighting her and then she ends up like grabbing like some kind of you know future gun and shoots him he's like oh my god i can feel it like in my spine like tearing my you know insides apart and like calvin is like visibly shaken by reading this comic book right so he gets up out of his bed he puts the comic book down he goes to turn on the television where his mother then tells him like oh i don't want you i don't want you watching all the violence on tv <laughs> You know, and that's the joke. That that's the thing. And like Bill Watterson being an amazing illustrator, like those comic book panels look like '80s comic book panels until it it flashes back to the reality that is a a Calvin and Hobbes panel. And And, you know, so on the one hand, I, I get what you're saying, but on the other hand, it's like as the creator, like have some sense, you know, like. No, I, don't, I don't know you can't hide behind that when you're the creator you can't hide behind it like again that's why i think the Burnthal one is better it's a very yeah. realistic approach it's it's almost i think the Burnthal punisher is the most like the nolan batman right if this character well, were to thing... exist this is the way it should be portrayed yeah
0: well that's the other thing is so when she got this movie, Lionsgate was like, we want to make a very comic book movie. So she went to like Comic-Con conventions and she went to chat rooms and like found out what people want. So she made this movie for like, quote unquote, for the fans. And right before they were going to release it, they uh, Lionsgate fired her composer. So she wanted to have like a synth 80s kind of like music and make it match the tone of the movie but they went through and you'll notice there's like a weird kind of dark orchestra Mm -hmm. music because this movie came out the same year as dark Knight, so they course corrected and they wanted to make it like the dark Knight, well after the movie has already been completed just by changing the music
1: of the movie bad decision
0: yeah so that the thing is like the tone of this movie is different like you can tell they tried to change it a little bit too late and that's you know I think feel like this movie was a product of studio interference, and luckily we're getting to a point where, you know, like move like Marvel with like uh, Taika Waititi and Thor being able to have like free reign, and you know Ryan Johnson being able to have free reign in uh, Star Wars. Like we're getting to a point where studios are starting to take chances, like maybe we should trust these like obscure directors, Edgar Wright being able to do whatever he wants this wasn't a time, like back then you couldn't do that. Like Christopher Nolan's really the only person who has been like given free reign on a comic book well, it movie until trusted, now. Well, he was just trusted with it. Yeah. Yeah. So like knowing a little bit more about the backstory of this movie, it was also only filmed in 40 days, which wow. is insane pace for a movie like this. Um, yeah. But let's, I mean, we're talking more about the background. Let's talk about the movie. I'd say like, what did you guys think about Ray Stevenson's Punisher?
1: Um, I mean, I liked his action of it. I didn't, I feel like they tried to touch on his uh, his like PTSD portion, but they didn't do it correctly.
0: They didn't do think. it well. He also didn't speak for the first twenty five minutes of this movie. He did is,
1: hang from a chandelier and shoot. He did. So that's Ugh. one thing that's interesting about this <laughs> movie. Like
0: that opening scene really is what like a finale would be in a lot of other action movies. So it starts off just like it rips at the beginning, but then there's nothing for like forty minutes. Like there's a few little minor scuffles. And then you have the finale, which is pretty solid. Yeah. But it's kind of dra- it definitely drags in the middle. I felt like and
2: his his main hang up, so after he raids that one like recycling facility and creates and shoots that FBI guy for Hol- coming out of the security. room. The homeland security guy. I mean, he's way too broke up about that. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: I didn't feel like that was right. Like, first off, like how would you react in that situation? Like there's no way you can know that this guy's undercover. The guy's
2: way undercover. You shot him, but you're also
1: there to kill all of the people there.
0: Right. Well and the other thing is it's like it's not like he's going through and doing recon ahead of time no. and finding out. And
1: also he was pulling a gun on him.
0: Yeah, he was. And the other thing is I mean Because he's supposed to he... let
1: that guy shoot him.
2: Like I, I just didn't no. get his guilt over that. Yeah, like, it it didn't it doesn't sense. make any
0: sense and And that's where I think a lot of people had a problem with this movie is as soon as you try you put doubt into what the Punisher is doing, you fundamentally break that character because, yeah, he, that has, no doubt. So he sure has no so sure of doubt. what he's doing. Like, yeah, would I, do I think he'd be hung up on it if he found out after the fact? Yes, but I don't think he would quit punishing because of it.
2: I don't think he would. I think he would realize as a soldier there is collateral damage. Collateral war, damage. I this think he'd be like, broken
0: up a little bit in terms of like, man, I killed a good man. I wish I didn't do that. I'm going to have to be more careful I mean, careful I think he would time. go try but to like, leave that... the
2: wife the money and be like, I think he would just leave it at her house and walk away. Yeah, I don't like, think he'd try. say anything. I, he he I don't think he'd even talk to her. I think he just like, no, cool, right. here's a bunch of money. Sorry about, like, it'd be the same thing yeah. that, like, war widows get. Here's a letter. Your your husband was a brave person. Whatever. Goodbye. Forever. Like, he wouldn't think twice about it, and he would continue on his mission to obliterate the mob.
0: Right. And, yeah, absolutely. Instead, so, like, the whole that...
2: movie is, like, reframed around him redeeming himself and, and taking all... care of yeah, her and her child yeah. and, like, all of that and shit. And
0: the... the the thing that's weird about this movie is the action while it's like insanely over the top, it's really inconsistent at the beginning of the movie. Like, I'm just going to like highlight all the action beats real quick. Beginning of the movie, he like cuts the power to like a mob house and he like turns off the lights. He goes and he turns on a flare and like, nobody reacts to it. like, it acts like everybody's blind. It doesn't know it. Like there's a guy with the flare, like you'd be able to see him, but he goes and like flips over a table, cuts a man's head off with a knife, runs to a woman, breaks her neck like, kicks a guy's head off, like, into the... He punches through a skull, and then later on, like, he goes and grabs a guy in the back and just knees him in the back, and he's, like, bent in half. So, like, he's... And then there's another point where he punches through a skull, but at the end of the movie, he goes hand-to-hand with two different guys, and, like, it seems like he can't do any of these things that he's done. Like, it seems like they're equal strength by the end of the movie, even though he's literally destroyed human bodies with his bare hands prior. So, like, the his strength is... Yeah, he literally punches a skull off, and then later on, like, he can barely fight Jigsaw, who's significantly smaller than him. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Like, you think he would just be able to, like, punch through that guy's face. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's just for the purposes of the a plot body. He has steel plates in his face.
0: That's true. I mean, he no, he had a steel plate.
1: Strategically placed.
0: Strategically placed. Yeah, he could move it around. <laughs> you know what was weird? So, the guy who plays Soap, the cop who's kind of working with him, like, who's the head of the task force, but knows who he is and kind of like gives him information. Yep. That guy reminded me exact. Like he looks and sounds exactly like the guy who played the reporter in the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman who like works with Kim Basinger. Like I thought they had to be related or something. It was weird. It really like threw me how much that guy looked like him.
2: Uh, I didn't feel the same.
0: <laughs> it threw me. I thought he looked exactly like him. Other than that, like the action, in this movie is over the top. I actually really liked Looney Ben Jim. It was an interesting character, a little weird. The, I The parkour I guys... It. I
1: thought it added to the movie.
0: Yeah, I thought he was really good because he was like yeah, super McGinty? smart. And crazy. What the hell yeah. was that? The parkour guys... Well, the reason they put that in is her best friend said, don't put parkour guys in the movie. It's overdone since Casino Royale did it. So she put it in specifically to blow them up, which was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> he blew them up. A lot of the earth. other <laughs> characters in this movie were terrible actors, though. Like Julie Benz, who's in Dexter, she's in this... I think she's a terrible, like she was awful. Dominic West was terrible in this movie. Um, Most of the gangsters were, like the acting in this movie was so bad. Like everybody was like, I know they tried to do a B movie, but when you you try to do something fully on purpose, yeah, like most people don't set out to do that. Like if you do it on purpose, it's really hard to do it earnestly. Like you gotta like commit to it and do it like it's real. It seems shitty and lame. Yeah. Like, what makes movies like Airplane and Naked Gun so great is Liam, uh, or Liam Neeson, uh, Leslie Nielsen plays it straight, like he plays yeah. it like he's playing a serious role, even though it's like, like these guys were like chewing the fat and just chewing oh, just up the hamming series it up. so much. Hamming it. Yeah, and that's like it made it look cheap. But this movie, like, like I said earlier, like the colors were like vibrant and beautiful and like. It was dark yeah, and dude, but grim. that's all the
2: shit we could say about, like, fucking Batman Forever, you know? Like Yeah, like and that's dark. what's <laughs> just weird about this movie. <laughs> like, it doesn't make it good. It makes it interesting to look at, which is fine. Yeah. Like, that's something to say about a movie. But it doesn't make it a good movie. Yeah. And I, I don't and think this was a good movie.
0: Character tropes like that one cop who's literally stupid. Like, soap is stupid. He's stupid. Like, he yeah. should he not be a cop. The- he shouldn't be a fucking...
2: Bus like, driver, dip, dip, dip. dude. Like you shouldn't no. do anything.
0: <laughs> but then you have so the agent that that the Punisher killed. um His his partner comes and starts helping him out, and this this stupid cop soap keeps saying like you're not as stupid as you look, and he keeps calling him stupid. I was like, why is this guy stupid? Like I don't understand. How
2: are you in a position to call anyone else stupid? You're yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> stupid. The
0: other thing that I really liked about that, I I hated the skull, like the Punisher logo. I didn't think it looked cool. No, I think whatever. it was kind of hokey. Yeah, but he, this Punisher, I think is the most kitted out Punisher. Like he's got the Kevlar that goes up yeah. over his neck a little bit. He's
2: like the solid snake or the venom snake with like the heavy armor. Yeah, and he used a lot Pain. of revolvers, which I thought he, was he
0: like, used a lot of different guns. In he this was movie. heavily loaded out. Yeah. Like, like in the I in the beginning
2: like, mission scene where you get to pick all your gear. He picked yeah. like everything every time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I did like it probably cost him like forty thousand
2: dollars every time he left the, <laughs> the fucking base. Yeah.
0: Um when he <laughs> every goes time he went to, to Micros. Yeah. Right. When he goes to um like go to that like hotel where everyone's holed up and like the Jigsaw recruits like every gang. Like so he recruits a black gang, an Asian gang, an Irish gang. And like, they're all holed up in this one hotel. What I did like is Frank Castle just went in there and with no plan. He's just like, I'm going to kill everybody in this building. And he just floor by floor clears <laughs> it like the raid, right? Yeah. And it was a pretty cool action beat. Like, but again, beat.
2: Okay, okay, cool. You
0: compared it to the raid.
2: What about the guy from the raid? What do you think? The, the raid guy's going to get killed <laughs> by this Frank Castle? I don't think so, dude.
1: I mean, I think there would be more of a fair fight. I think this would be Wick a better fight John, than John Thomas Wick Jane. versus
0: Thomas Jane, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about,
1: okay, Raid Guy versus this guy?
0: Raid Guy versus this guy? Versus uh, I think Stevenson. He, he would just rocket launcher him.
2: Well, not if he'd already Wait. used it. What if he was on one uh, of the yeah. upper floors? I <laughs> Are you think doing this one—guns versus fists. Like with the well, race goes I mean, like fists, guns, right. then knives, then fists. Right? Like I'm saying, fist I think it to would fist, be a better fight
0: guy. than the other ones that we've talked about. What about, about like,
2: John Wick versus this guy? I'm still saying John Wick would have smoked. This I think nerd. it would be
0: a good fight, though. I think yeah. it would be like John Wick Two, yeah. uh, Common versus John Wick. Like it was a good fight. Yeah. I think. He would hold his own for a long time. I think, I he think John still Wick would fucking
2: put a knife in Frank Castle's heart and tell him, yeah. "I didn't kill you on purpose." <laughs> yeah, I think
0: John Wick would be hurt and probably stabbed a couple times. Sure, but sure. John that's part
2: of his deal. He knows that's part of it. He gets know? beat up. Yeah. Can we talk so about again? John Carlos Wick again? Another accent. another victory. Uh, Carlos was
1: John the Wick. worst. Why did he have a fake accident? It was it. so well. Ooh. And that's another
0: thing that drove me crazy is he used to be a gangbanger and immediately like he's in micro's house and he like pulls a gun on this guy and like, clearly he's in micro's house. Micro's cool with him, Like maybe not do that. And then he leaves Carlos to watch over the, the wife and kid. And like, he gets blindsided because he's playing around with the kid instead of keeping his guard up, dies immediately. <laughs> and he's like, I'll see you yeah, in he hell. Got mercied. He got, he got mercs like crazy. And then Tom, or I almost said Tom's, um, Frank Castle walks up to him, and he's like, it's all right, you did the best you could. No, you didn't. You didn't do the best you could. You could have done a lot
2: better. You could have done a fucking
0: whole lot better. You did nothing. Well, you know what doesn't make sense about that scene? I just realized this right now thinking about it. So there's a point when uh, Jigsaw and Looney Big Jim are in a car driving. They're like, let's go kill Castle in his hole. And they're like, no, we need to torment him first. But then they go to his lair. They don't know that he's not there. They go to his (laughs) lair, and then it's Carlos there. Wait, wait a second that didn't make any sense and so they you know <laughs> leave an axe in him yeah. and Carlos goes Frank I'll see you in hell and then Frank goes if I see you anywhere in your hell I'm kicking your ass out <laughs> like all of a sudden he's super cool with this guy and he's been calling him a gangbanger piece of shit the yeah, entire yeah. movie well
2: now they're best friends yeah dude respect let him break out respect,
0: respect.
2: <laughs> I protect you attack <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright so let's move into the the last Punisher, uh, John Berenthal, in the, the series. Uh, Netflix series. This just came out, so it's been out for two weeks. So we're we're gonna do some spoilers. You know, if you are really Not interested in it and listening to this, you probably have already watched it. So, Dustin, you've said it multiple times. You think he's the best version? I I agree. I think I would right. say
2: Daredevil season two, which I refer to as Punisher season one is the place to start (laughs) if you want to see the Barenthal Punisher punish some motherfuckers.
1: Can I just say this Punisher grunts way too much? I I actually disagree. I don't think think he grunts enough. (laughs) (laughs) I think this Punisher (laughs) is... I think his grunts are great... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude what that's what dude, war does psyched, to a man he's dude. an
0: animal at this point he's lost <laughs> his humanity bro i, I think guess. this punisher is the wolverine we've been missing <laughs> i could maybe see
2: maybe I, but i would say that this punisher is very much the product of united states marine corps conditioning training right to like overcome adapt like, all that shit, survive. Like, whatever yep. it is. Whatever it is he has to do to achieve his mission objective, he will do. And I think that that portrayal on screen has not yet happened with no, any of I these I also
0: three. think this is the most psychologically damaged oh, one that course. we've seen as damage, well. Damage oh, from so yeah. many other right. like,
2: like I feel like what makes this Punisher cool is, like, the damage begins from the war stuff. And it culminates with losing his family, but like all, yep. all up until then, like his humanity has been systematically stripped away from him as a result right. of all of his military training. Like he's he's been losing himself for much longer. Like the crux of it is the murder of his family, and when he gets shot in the head, and is and, the, the, and they explain the, it like he's forced yeah. to, to relive that moment every over second of his and life.
0: Again. And the other thing that's interesting but like and this is the first one that we've seen that you actually see in his backstory and they don't like show a ton of stuff from his past that's so all flashbacks and every time he's asleep and every time he's knocked unconscious he sees his wife yeah. and kids and he's reliving it over and over and over again this one you actually see that he was a family man and then in a few flashbacks you see him taking his kids to like coney island and hanging out with billy and he was a good father and. This one makes so much more sense when you see that psychological break and why he would go to these extreme reactions. I definitely think this show is the best Marvel show we've had since Daredevil season 1. I think Daredevil season 1 is a fantastic season. It has, you know, I definitely think all the Marvel Netflix shows should be maybe 10 episodes versus 13. Like there's there's definitely a couple filler episodes in all of them. Yeah, I agree. Or they can condense stuff, but I do think this was fantastic from beginning to end. Um right. I do think they could have shortened it a little bit but I still think it was fantastic.
1: Well, I mean with the new, so for me yeah, ahead, to to begin with this series I I didn't think it was punishery enough to begin with but when I saw what they were doing like developing the character getting into his background setting up everything I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But
0: the I disagree that you said he didn't put like the first episode he kills like four construction workers every every episode he kills somebody I agree that you know maybe a little bit more but I think if we went as far as what most people want like reading online like people are saying like oh there should have been more and like every episode he should have been taken out like a mob family no. I I, I don't think that's the case because, like, watching this season of Walking Dead, I've loved Walking Dead from season one until even last season when a lot of people I know, like, Dustin, you stopped watching Walking Dead last season, right? Yeah. Yeah. This season, I'm, like, four episodes behind because it's literally been every episode is just action, 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 action. Kill this person, kill this person, kill this person. And it's just, like, it gets exhausting and it's no longer interesting anymore. So I do think you need to have those, like... That roller coaster, your ups and your downs, you know, because then it gets old. And I weird. Think, so I think this movie paced. I think this movie um show had enough action throughout, I think you know, spread out what that it, it kept does me interested.
2: Is it? I think it further reinforces being true to this character, to where he is setting a mission. Like there are mission parameters for Frank Castle, right? To where it's not like, oh, every day I got to go murder somebody. It's like, no, I'm. I need to find out who is responsible for this wrong that has yeah. been done. Yeah. And there so, are going to be days where that doesn't mean killing someone. Like there are days where that means doing some detective work or you know, investigating a situation or of reaching out to my favorite contest. Punisher
0: stories. And I feel I, I thought they might touch on this in this series. That one of my favorite Punisher stories is he goes after a there's a cab driver who's killing people. There's a serial killer who's a cab driver. Um oh no sorry there's a serial killer that's killing cab drivers. So in the comic book he becomes a cab driver and is just waiting to finally pick up the, the person who's g- doing that. So he gets his like cab like kitted out with like a shotgun under the seat pointing straight up and stuff like that. And you know there's a soldier in this this season who goes crazy and you know becomes a terrorist and they mention that he's a cab driver so I thought they were actually going to do this this storyline a little bit. Um So, you know, there are some, you know, comic book elements, but I've been saying for, for, since 2004 Punisher uh, movie with Thomas Jane, that for a long time, especially once I saw Dexter, I really want Punisher to be a TV show. And each season, he maybe takes out a different, um, like, mob family, working his way up to the kingpin kind of thing, is what I've always wanted. So, you know, this season, it was like a military thing. So next season, I'd love to see him take out, you know, one mob family and then like season three a different mob family kind of thing and building up to like the kingpin or like hammerhead or something yeah. like that
1: Well, I think they're gonna continue with Billy I mean cause it took oh, yeah, me forever to connect jigsaw. To it. yeah exactly <laughs> I mean it, I felt so stupid when I figured it out but I was Billy like, Russo like, oh, this said guy's a thousand times stupid, bro so, so. I know I know but it's I, I, know. I felt <laughs> well, really stupid problem. when I said that well <laughs> you know what
0: honestly though I get where you're coming from cause I, I did have a major problem with this this season I don't like the fact that they took his background and changed it from the mob being responsible for his family's murder to the military slash American government. I actually had a huge problem with that because that fundamentally changes who the character is. And the other problem I have with it is based off his actions in daredevil season two or, you know, punisher, you know, season one, if you really like it, like Dustin said, he is a vigilante who's murdering people. He is breaking the law constantly and he go like he's got these soldiers who are coming at him who think he's a terrorist like a home you know yeah. a, a, a homeland terrorist and he's killing soldiers just doing their jobs. I had a well, huge problem with that actually. Well,
2: I, I mean, I think they kind of get they get to that point when he's like infiltrating that military base, you know, and he's like, "What if one of these soldiers like draws down on me or whatever? Like, am I supposed to like kill a guy for just doing his job?" And he doesn't. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, and that that's and, the only time but still but, later on, like in the the episode prior when he goes to get Gunner. Yeah. Those guys think he's a terrorist. Like they're in in their mind but they're, they're, they're is, getting a terrorist. I
2: guess what I did appreciate about this season, especially with our current political climate, is what is the difference between the United States government and organized crime?
0: yeah what is I, the I real difference that. like what but they the killed his family is, it doesn't matter who yeah. it is they're
2: the yeah. co- they're the organized crime that gets to hide behind you know what is you know I legally correct or whatever like he he has he's a vigilante he has bucked right. the system the system right. is so, to an
0: extent i agree but the problem is the difference between the mafia is People who are in the mafia know they're in the mafia and they know they're doing illegal things. In this particular case, they are sending soldiers. Like, Billy, that gets they, broken they up about knew, it, and sending a guy. They
2: go to it, man. They all knew they were doing it. Like, his whole unit knew they were doing it. When they were torturing people and murdering people, like, they all knew they were doing illegal well, things. that,
0: I agree. You're right. He but knew they were he told, that, you know, it's for the greater good... He, they were he, told, Hey, this is off books, but they didn't re- he didn't know it was for him. When, like he thought that it was still for the greater good. Yeah. So Frank has always but been I about think the that's, greater
2: that's good. That's the arc of the character. That's learning yeah. also, that hey, also, this thing that I had pledged my life to has done some fucked right. up shit and used me You're, as a tool to do it.
0: And that is the theme for the episode or the whole series. But my problem is specifically once he gets to the point where he's like, I'm gonna go kill Russo and I'm gonna kill kill Rollins, um, They're still sending just regular guys who, as far as they know, they're going after a terrorist, doing their jobs, and he's uh, anvil guys. Some of I mean, they're they're all all anvil guys, but they're private military contractors. But still, uh, well, they're still that, and they're mercs, dude. Those are mercs. But they still, as far as they know, they're doing the right thing. Those guys still think some of them think that they're going after a terrorist. They're not all. There's very few of them that were actually wrapped up in I Billy's still plan. I
2: respect it. It's like, dude, I mean, like, mercs are different than straight-up military guys, right? Like, no these dang. are guys, they get paid different, like, they get, uh... That's they, true, like, but they still think that they're doing the dude, right thing. cool. So, thing. yeah, so whatever, if, I, if my dad is the fucking dude running the mafia, and he tells me to go do some stuff, I think I'm doing the right thing.
0: But you know. know you're part of the mafia well, like you dude, know you're these still guys technically know doing they're part thing. of a
2: private military con like in 2017 if you decide to join a private military contractor you know what that is you know that's yeah. not for good necessarily that's for what's paying you yeah like, there's that there, i get the, it the, that conscience there, it's a gray is not area present. it is a gray area for sure and like I think for the character that they represent, like, he's not killing indiscriminately. Like, these guys are sent to murder him. And so what, am I supposed to let you kill me? Like, fuck you. Like, no way. (laughs) I'm going to let you kill me because I I know you're too stupid to know what you're doing? No, that's not the Punisher at all. That's not true to the character either.
0: Right. So, you know, because we're running a little short on time, what are your guys' highlights of the, the season?
2: Uh, my highlight of the season is so I felt like, and I was I I was texting you about it because I was a little bit ahead of you in watching it, right?
0: Yeah, you were a couple up. You I finished. Was, like, I was texting a you, and it you. got
2: to that low point, and then probably around episode 10, 11, when the real the punishment kicks in, like where they they've got him uh, chained to that chair, right? And they're just right. that dude's wailing. Well, what's his name? Rollins. Rollins is wailing on him like finally when when Russo cuts the zip tie enough to where he knows Frank is gonna get free and lets him get get on top of him and get his thumb in his eyes and just oh, have man. his way. Like that is when like the punishment really happens in the season. Spoilers everyone
1: <laughs> Rollins so, gets his ass punished hell yeah, hard. But um,
2: I liked that it wasn't this kind of murder spree. It wasn't like Oh God, the bodies are stacking up.
1: It was like, no, no, no. This man gets punished,
0: right? right. Double D, what are you, what are your highlights?
1: Uh, there's a couple that come to mind. So in the very, or not the very beginning, but early in the early in the show, he uh, snipes someone from across the border. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that, that was cool. the first then, episode. That was like the was first it? ten minutes yeah. Yeah. of very the series. Early. So very early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very, uh, very. That's that was the, literally the opening scene. And then. Um, in their cave, when he's uh killing all those guys that Billy came after, or that Billy sent after him, but uh, Billy's not there, and he's all like in a primal rage, yelling Billy's name Billy. the entire time. Yeah, I yeah. wrote that down. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, I also really like yeah. the.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. When when they showed um, that uh, Rollins was going to send them on that mission, that was basically suicide. And he had like a huge yeah. problem with it and then they sent him anyway. And then when they came back Fucking after Frank basically saved them all and uh like punched his eye out. That was hella cool. Yeah. I was really sad think? that Billy pulled him off of him. That would've ended the whole so, season.
0: <laughs> yeah, to like continue with like what Double D was saying, like in that scene, like he and Micro set a trap for them to come to the the base, right? So he's like painted black, he's got his Punisher stuff like set up. And he's like hiding and he sets up, you know, like gunpowder oh, and the gun yeah. light bulbs and sets up ropes to like strangle people and stuff like that. And like he starts doing the grunting and he's going like berserker, like Wolverine Berserker. And he's killing all of them and he's just like, Billy, where are Billy He's he he, like that guy's legs. He starts open. like mm-hmm. like he kits them all to the point where they're all mortally went- like they're all gonna die, but some of them are still kinda like crawling around and he walks up to one, like, Where's Billy? I don't know. He's not coming bam kills him then goes to the next one where's billy (laughs) i don't know (laughs) and just keeps killing them all like so that was cool i think my one of my highlights was this was i think episode three when they're doing the flashback to him in afghanistan iraq or wherever he is and they're trying to this is like the suicide mission and they're trying to like clear out a bunker and he's just like i got this and he goes and systematically like he kills like 20 30 guys yeah. and then it gets to the point where he's like out of ammo and he just like starts beating the shit out of a guy <laughs> yeah. and you just see him and he's covered in blood and he's just gone feral like i've said like that's something that we've never really even seen in the x-men movies with wolverine like you've never really seen him go full-on berserk feral yeah. where he doesn't seem human anymore there's that you get that a couple times in this series like you see him just same thing like in the prison scene in daredevil season two yep like he is With not that a man; broom he's an and stuff. animal. Yeah. Well, you get it too Oof. when
2: uh, they they find the knife in the kid's backpack or whatever, and yeah, like he the yeah. the oh he puts it up against his wife, throat. lets him like talk to him about it, him. Him, and he's like, yeah. you know, if you had a gun cocked and loaded, I had this knife, I'd still rather be me. Yeah, I can close that game. I can close, close that, that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You and can miss like, a oh, fraction
0: of an angle God. off. You can miss the shot. I'm yeah. not going to miss with like, this knife. But yeah. it was
2: also kind of like, at that moment, you're like, yeah, this guy can't be a father anymore. He's ruined. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, well, <laughs> The thing that's funny, that's and the whole time... you teach a child not to bring a knife to anywhere. is by holding <laughs> a yeah, knife to saying it's <throat> better than a
0: gun. So what's really funny is I was texting this to Dustin throughout. So just really... There's a point where Micro contacts Frank and is like, hey, we need to work together. And Frank's like not about that. Like he doesn't want anyone to know who he is. So he like tricks Micro. He figures out who he is, figures out who his family is. So he goes to the family's house and Micro's got the house bugged and got cameras everywhere. And he like befriends the wife and the kids. And it's kind of like you think that like the wife's definitely interested. And I kept telling Dustin, like, I really want him to just like before him and Micro were friends. Just like plow his wife, and just like look oh, at the shit. camera and wink, <laughs> something along those lines, and it didn't happen. Like it makes sense that it glad didn't, it happen. didn't like, happen.
2: That'd be terrible. That would, that would make <laughs> you hate him. And also, that that's well, not what he's about, dude.
0: Like, no, it's not. Like, this is the first punishment. Like the like this one's he's a jerk. Like he's still even at the end of the movie. Like he's still a jerk. But you know he's got what he is. I I kind of thought the ending was weak when he's like now part of like a support group and everybody knows that he's there, but they're not gonna say that he's in the support group. I thought it was kinda anticlimactic. I think that I really wish it should have just ended with him letting like the, the the bad guy or the good guys from like Homeland Security like, We we've expunged your record, you know, everyone thinks Frank Castle is at large, but you can be Peter Castel Castiglione. I think it should have just ended there and left it ambiguous as to what he's gonna do. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really fun. The action was great. Um, I think it made I, a
2: good like distinction between like when there are people... With, like I guess what I liked about this Punisher is when there's a cause for this Punisher, then he will be punishing, right? If but not, he wants it, to lay it's low. It's not like this constant kind of... Uh, like the Dolph Lundgren one was like 100 and whatever people in however many years... Like I feel like this Punisher will like rest for periods, you know, and kind of only show himself when needed. Right? Do you get what I'm saying? Like,
0: no, I get exactly what it, you're saying. He's got to feel a need, like he's got to hear the call. It's almost like there's got to be a bat. There's got to be a mission. It's just it's a mission. Yeah.
2: It's mission focused for like it was very military and very um like part of the, I guess like being part of that support group was like. That does make sense to me that that's a thing that a Frank Castle would do, you know, like like the the other side of that punishment coin is maybe the redemption or helping other veterans yeah, to like I, have I a better so. life, you, you, like a life me, he that's can never not have. not the Punisher,
0: but like I get it in the more grounded, realistic world that he would maybe do like that. Like that
2: would feel like good work to him, like the same I work as punishing think, the bad guys would be helping yeah. these guys live.
0: I guess I've never really seen the Punisher as a heroic person. Like he goes, he'll go out of his way to not hurt innocent people, and you know, save them if like he happens to go and fight the mob and they grab like an innocent person, he's going to do everything he can to make sure that person comes out alive. Of course, of course. Um, I, I just... did appreciate the fact that 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 veteran Lewis who went crazy and like. Killed people and then became yeah, like yeah. a terrorist. That he's just like, I need to take this person. And, like he completely gave up his other mission to go take on this mission. So I did like that aspect that he's oh, like, yeah. here's somebody doing something wrong, and I can take him out. I'm going to go do it.
1: I agree that it's... I also yeah go ahead. David. I also like that he got mad at everybody that was telling him not to kill him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I I overall once again like I I I thought this was fantastic. I had a few minor issues with it. But I definitely think it was better than than uh, Iron Fist. I liked it better than Luke Cage. I, oh, yeah. I I I love Jessica Jones, and I still actually I think I liked this over Jessica Jones. Um, I think it was better than Daredevil season two, on the whole, minus the 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 Punisher parts, because the Punisher parts in Daredevil season two were fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, I'm glad this happened. I've been wanting this for the better part of 13 years for the Punisher to be. An episodic serial thing where you can really get into the character like, and learn why he's doing that and just systematically take down one organization. And I, I think they did a great job, and I'm really interested to see what they do in the inevitable season two.
2: Oh, yeah. And I think also, I mean, we didn't really touch on it yet with uh, Barenthal, but just the look like.
0: Oh, he was fantastic. Like oh, yeah. having the military style haircut and. He there's actually a lot of different um, Punisher images that I've seen that he kind of looks like and resembles.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think and he I, and Dolph have the most. Uh, I, maybe it's just like having like that broad nose. I don't know. Like,
0: I think it's the nose. I think like that's what just it is. Not
2: being like conventionally nose, nose. like attractive in any way. You know, like um, I don't know. They just look like regular type dudes. That could I be I think Marines. this was
0: definitely. Most yeah, he he looked like a soldier. He had the like he was in really good shape. Like he was, like, not ripped. Like Thomas Jane had like a six pack that looked like a person who was trying to get a six pack and look. No, awesome. this guy yeah. looks yeah. like Thomas a guy Jane looked functional, strong enough to or not just Thomas kill Jane. Uh, He's not pretty strong. Yeah. John Berenthal looked like he you know had like he didn't have a six pack. He had like a solid four pack and big. Like yeah. he looks like somebody who's muscular because his body is a weapon. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, we're just gonna keep gushman. I thought it was a fantastic representation of it i'm really interested to see where it goes and i think it's a high mark for marvel television
1: absolutely agreed i agree as well
0: yep perfect so uh thank you guys for listening uh you can check out everything that's mdx pods related at mdxPods.com on twitter and instagram at mdx pods also check us out on patreon.com if you want to hear episodes early uh it's patreon.com mdx pods we've got a bunch of rewards uh we're shipping out all the rewards a lot of it's gone out already um Anybody who signed up in November will be getting the rewards in the next week or two. So thank you for everybody who's helped us out. Um, Thank you for listening. And uh, that's it. Have a great day, guys. Happy holidays.
1: (laughs) Happy holidays. no Navidad.